God dog it. Five, four, three, two, one. What's going on, everybody? This is Dan, a.k.a. Red here. Once again, I hope everybody's having a great, wonderful, amazing day. Because I know that I am, for sure. So before we get started, we're just going to do a little bit of catch-up. We can talk about recent events, current events, and the happenings going on in my life. So I know about... What is it? Five months ago now? Four months ago? Five months ago. Almost five to the T, actually. I told everybody I was having unfortunate issues. Somebody stole my catalytic converter out of my Honda Element. Now, at that time, I had nationwide insurance. Take a guess on how far we are with nationwide on that finally coming to an end. Oh, it it didn't come to an end yet. That's where I'm getting at. Nationwide is definitely not on your side for sure. They sit there and they have the commercials every time and they say how they got your back and how they're on your side. And yes, I'm going to complain a little bit in the beginning of this. So I apologize. It's only going to be for a little bit. Then we're going to get back down to business. But they, for some reason themselves, they couldn't get the police report through whatever company is that they use. Apparently, the, the company that they use don't know what they're doing. So they couldn't uh, get the police report. So then I put it in for the police report. I put it in uh, two different times. The second time, I ended up getting it. But let's just... Uh, Get down to business. So February 22nd, I finally got the police report. I forwarded it uh, to the nationwide reps. As of today's date, they still did not put an end to this whole lovely um, boogie nights. What's going on? They put it. They didn't put it into this whole you know deal, unfortunately. So. My Honda Element is still at the mechanic shop. And unfortunately, they don't... I, I Whoever took the stupid Cadillac converter out of there uh, caught, did $4,500 worth of damage. Normally, uh, apparently, they don't do that. But I had two sensors there, the plus the Cadillac converter, plus... The work and all this other crap, and they can't use 
used uh, parts. So they go, all has to be brand new. Now, the Honda Elements were $4,500, but to get it repaired just doesn't make sense, right? Anyway, just want to give everybody a quick update. Uh, if you're looking for insurance, do yourself a favor. Stay far away from Nationwide. They are definitely not on your side. But as I was saying before, we are going to be talking about the one the only Skinwalker Ranch and the, the actual TV series. So I got the chance to watch it um, a couple days ago, and I like it a lot. It brings up a lot of interesting um, things that go down, uh, down on there. And they didn't over-dramatize stuff to like the point where, you know, they show some big giant monster or like the shadow of a big giant monster, you know, skinwalker or, or whatnot. They actually kept true and, you know, to what they're doing, the research, uh, what happens there. They found some uh, very uh, interesting um, data for sure. Just the first, which is cool, because, I mean, the first episode, you wonder how much research they're really going to be able to do because they're very hesitant when it comes to doing certain things, such as breaking ground. Now, I do know, I, I believe it's around 200, around 200, 300, 300 miles away from when we used to do the nuclear uh, test. So we dropped a couple nuke bombs back in the day as test. And the wind, of course, picks everything up and brushes it over, unfortunately, to the Skinwalker Ranch uh, across, a, you know, a couple states. And they did have people go out. They did testing, seeing if there was any kind of gamma radiation. Uh, no gamma radiation came back. There was one part that was a slight reading and then it went away. Um, and, uh, Brandon Fugel is the owner of Skinwalker Ranch, and I, I hope I, I'm saying his name correctly. If I don't, I apologize, but he's a, uh, he's a, he's, he's a person such as myself in a way where he's, he's pretty much like a, an investigator. You know, he wants to find answers to, you know, these questions of what happens, uh, on the ranch, what's what's going on, why does it happen, things like that. Now, me, I'm different. I, I go up if I if somebody says that they've seen a uh, Sasquatch, Bigfoot, whatever you want to call them, um, then I go out if it's local and I try to look look at the area and see if I can find any, any signs. But he hired a great staff, I mean, from – uh, security to the scientist it's they have a great team on there for sure um the guys know what they're doing and i think it's funny because a lot of people if, if you've seen uh other specials we'll say about skinwalker ranch or that mentions skinwalker ranch they always say oh man so why do they have security it's a simple answer. Number one, it's private property. Two, they got some things going on. They can't totally, you know, 
explain uh, they because they don't know themselves. So it's also a danger for you. And they don't want you to put yourself in any kind of danger. So, yes, they have armed security there for their protection and your protection. Um, the thing is, they have stuff that happens to staff that they can't fully explain. They don't know why. I mean, they had the superintendent, uh, Thomas. He didn't believe any of this stuff. At all. People told him, nah, you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't mess with the, the ground. Shouldn't break any kind of ground. He went and started digging. He didn't care. Well, guess what? Why he was digging, he ended up getting a bad reaction or something. Thank you for sharing, Boogie Nights. I appreciate that. Um, so he got a bad reaction to it. And I, I've actually heard about this way before the uh, show came on. Um, this was information that came out before the show came on at all. And the thing is, um, his head, like the skin, his scalp separated from is that the actual bone? So it it's it's not so simple for somebody to actually think that yeah okay this is not gonna be a problem we could go on there they're just hiding stuff or you know they got secrets or I mean some people think they they're holding <laughs> they got aliens on their property. Um, they do have a bunch of crazy things that's happened. They have a history on that property of things that can't be explained super easy. And it's as simple as people believe that you could just go on there figure it out. I mean, and, and unfortunately it's the same people that thought they could go and storm area 51. Listen guys, I, thankfully it didn't turn out to be as big and as crazy as what it was supposed to be. Apparently there, there was a couple people that showed up to that. Um, but thankfully it ended up being nothing, but it's the same caliber of people that showed up to that, that, try to get on Skinwalker Ranch and break onto private property and put themselves into danger. Uh, Cause there's definitely stuff that's going on between super strong frequencies. Um, microwaves. And I'm not talking about the appliance, the microwave appliance. I'm talking about the actual microwaves. So the thing is, is when you, you're, you're going through that, right? Microwaves are very dangerous. So let me just give you a little, little um, an example. I'm, I'm a plants guy, so I can explain this to you and break it down. You use the microwave, right? So when it's closed, it's safe to use. But say it's having a malfunction, and it can happen. And it's letting you use it, and the door open. You're staying by that door, and it's open the entire time. Well, those microwaves are dangerous to you. They can they can actually harm you. That the almost the same exact result that happened to Thomas uh, Winterton 
could happen to anybody, gamma rays. Um, and the, the thing is, for sure, it's not safe. And they got a lot of those, uh, they, they got a lot of those issues that is on that property. Now, they, they went in, they did a thing for gamma rays, but no, no gamma rays showed up. Um, they did a bunch of other tests with other data. And like I said, the, the, the frequencies off the charts, like completely off the charts. They have things up from seeing UFOs, which just take off at crazy high speeds. Uh, the one UFO was around the same time that the cow died. They got orbs too, but but the uh, on the on the TV the TV series they showed they they showed a UFO on there, uh, right above the cow, like I think I want to say an hour before it died. Now there was no mutilation like normally you see when you hear a UFO and cow there's a, there's a mutilation that goes along with it. Um, whether it was because the cameras were there. Uh, and that put a stop to it. But like I said, the camera actually seen the shot of the UFO in, in the actual shot right above the tree line, um, cow underneath. Now they did a lot of cool tests. They sent a test, uh, they sent weather balloons up that were reading, I believe it was, I want to say it was to read gamma rays, uh, Radio waves. Um, I want to say my, magnetic. I believe. I think it was three different ones. I can't remember all three right now. But they send it up. First one. Um, they end up trying to put, pull back down and just detached. They were having an issue. The wing kicked up. So later on, they put a second one up. They let that second one go up but it only hit over a thousand feet. Now, apparently that thousand feet put it at that mark where they, when they earlier did a uh, test to figure out where where this signal is coming from. And to me, it was, it was a whole cool process to see because they went out and got some scientific data and went from spot to spot along the whole ranch to get a pinpoint actually place to see where this is all coming from. And it happened to be right above the ranch where all these waves are popping from. So I want to say it's episode two or three. Thomas goes out, Travis Taylor goes out and uh, Brian Arnold. Brian Arnold is the head of security. They all go out, and I believe they're using uh, night vision. And you can see it a uh, it almost looks like a searchlight, right? You can't see it with your naked eye, though. The naked eye doesn't show. But it's almost like a searchlight, how it goes down. And it looked like it wherever it was come from was actually looking 
for something. But if you pay close attention, there's one that actually hits the screen twice. And when I say hits the screen, it was like whatever that was, it pointed to them within, you know, probably 20 minutes time. Thomas uh, Winterton, who's a superintendent over there, yet again started having some bad uh, pain in, in the back of his head in the back of his head that was in the same exact spot that he had it last time when he had to get rushed to the ER and it was separating from the squat his scalp now they went in Caleb actually took a look at it he said it's getting a little bit big uh everybody decided that the best thing to do is go uh have Thomas go to the ER again get checked out by doctors make sure that he's okay thankfully he was all right Went to ER, everything came back good. He was back, I believe, the next day working again. This guy, by far, is is a, is a, a beast. We'll say that because he takes hits. He just keeps it going and just one of a kind for sure. Now, like I said, I believe that was episode two or three. Now, with them doing that, you could, like I said, you could see that something came across the screen as in they got whatever that beam was, another beam came and hit them. It went by so quick you could barely catch it, but you can see it happen. Then shortly after, Tom's got hit with it. You know, he felt, felt the effects. Um... Now, if you if you we go forward again, they just again doing a bunch of tests. They end up finding a, a well, which Travis uh, Taylor, who's a scientist, he removed the lid off of the well. Jim uh, Segella was trying to warn him, let him know that somebody did that previously had some kind of it had a bad effect on him for whatever reason. Now, apparently, Travis had uh, still, I don't, I don't know about to this day, but Travis ended up having some issues over there. Now, Travis had like the, this thing on his finger. It got big, had to get surgery. Um, I know at the end of the season when they get that, they did that real big get together. At that point in time, he was... Uh, still getting treated for it. It was still healing. Uh, up to date, who knows? Also, they did some really cool uh, rocket test. The test that they did for the rockets, it was pretty much the same test that they were doing for the with the weather balloons. Now, something I don't think anybody caught, because they didn't mention it. I, I listened, I waited, I was hoping that they were going to be like, you know what, we've seen this, but we didn't, uh, we didn't realize at the time, but this is what happened. Now, the very first rocket they sent, they sent out, and I'm talking about, you know, actual model rockets, 
So the very first rocket that they sent out, it shot up. But if you watch closely, um, it, it ricochets. It looks like it hit something. You can't see because it looks like it's nothing but clouds up there. But it, if you look close, it looks like it ricochets and heads back down. And then, of course, the chute doesn't open. And the chute doesn't open because it broke when it hit whatever was up there um, that you couldn't see. I mean, just take a look at it. Uh, the rockets, I want to say, must have been episode five. But, I mean, watch the, watch the whole thing. It's a great series to watch. It's a very interesting uh, series. I, I wish I was part of that team for sure because – I mean, to me, that's just one of the great mysteries of life, uh, what happens on Skinwalker Ranch. It's been something that, uh, you know, you hear about at least stuff I was interested in. You, you hear about as a kid and want to try to learn more and more and more about it. And it's just very interesting how it, it plays to a, a lot of different things that are going on there. And again, like I said, it's not like they were like, well, you know, we, oh, my goodness, there's this really big creature and it was it was leaning over the uh the cow and it just you know started tearing the cow up and it just disappeared um but uh what what did they get was it llamas i believe they got i want to say it was it was two llamas uh they put it in a pen and they got attacked by wolves now, they had the chance because uh, there was a camera on Travis's uh, camper. They end up catching this, the footage. And the footage, I mean, that you, you could kind of see it to be begin with. And then towards the end, they kind of pointed out a little bit too in another spot. But if you look, this wolf is huge. Now, I don't know if wolves are known to be in that area. Or not. I know supposedly some people, you know, it's the same thing with cats and you know, like what, you know, like panthers, stuff like that. They, they say, oh, no, they're not here anymore, mountain lions. But everybody that hunts in that area that's an outdoorsman knows that they're there because they've seen them. Um, but uh, as far as I know, wolves aren't in that area. I could be wrong. But even so, I mean, though that that was a big wolf, a very big wolf, and you could hear this poor thing getting, you know, ripped into and bit up. Uh, the vet had to come, had to patch it up. Thankfully, you know, it was able to uh, live and didn't have to get put down or anything like that. They end up putting them in a, a more secure location, uh, for sure. They even had um, Linda uh, Linda Mooden Malton Howe um, on the show as well to come in and as as a specialist and you know give her expertise and, and talk to. Uh, everybody else there, let her know what her opinion is. 
um, because she's been at this for a very, very long time. Uh, particularly, she was there because of the, the cow. That's why she was there. But, you know, she also has experience in, you know, the paranormal, cryptid, um, discussion. That's not the right word I'm looking for. Try <laughs> the, the paranormal encrypted uh gee, I can't even think, man. I apologize for that. Genre. That's not even the right word. So it's just slipping. But that's where her expertise are. And she's been around for a while. She knows what she's talking about for sure. So she was trying to give everybody a heads up, uh, found out about the wolf and seen the new location where the llamas were being kept. But she also said, what about the top? There's nothing to stop anything from coming in over top or through the air. So maybe that's something that they'll uh, remedy. Maybe they'll put a you know, some fencing on top, the link fencing, and, and close that up. I'm sure they probably did it already um, because, yeah, I think. When did they do the series? It was 2019. Uh, now it's 2021. Hopefully they'll be back at it. They just have a, a very good group of people that know what they're doing. Um, and, and like I said, it started, it, it was funny because – Episode one, it's like you, you question, you're like, well, what are these guys really going to do? Because nobody wants to. They're, at that time, it seemed, it seemed like everybody was a little bit on the, the intimidated side, and as very well they should be, um, by Skinwalker Ranch. 100% understandable, for sure. But what happened to Thomas, um, the superintendent? Yeah, every reason to. And what, what happened in the past, too. There's people that have gotten sick. You had uh, the old owners. And I'm talking about the owners from back in the 90s that, you know, originally bought the ranch to the farm and do all that stuff. Um, apparently, they had a hard time. They had a very hard time. So you really got to um, give this group some credit. Uh, especially since the previous owners aren't sharing any information that they found out. And if they are, it's very, very little. At least that's what the show kind of makes you seem like. But you know what? I think uh, Brandon Fugel has a heck of a group there for sure. I mean, there's some things I would, I would try to check out uh, a little closer. Um, I thought how they found they pinpointed the area where the signal was coming from was, uh, very smart. I mean, that's definitely a way I know I would try, um, for sure. And they, they, they got a great group of guys there that definitely know what they're doing. I think the thing is everybody has to try to work together, listen to each other, um, and, uh, I mean, just 
trying to figure this out. I mean, it, honestly, it, it's a great mystery for sure. Uh, how did the wolves get in? Was there any other footage of the wolves? Like, when they got in, how did they leave? Y'all got cameras all over the place. So what do they look like? There has to be a better picture than what was on the show. Um, and I mean, that's between your, your, your security guys. Uh, I mean, Eric Bard, too. I mean, he, he's... He's the guy that likes to have the cameras all over the place um, and have them set up. I'm sure uh, Bryant uh, is probably the same way because it's better for security as well. If you have eyes all over, it definitely helps situations out. You can see what comes in, what comes out. Uh, and if you have tall grass and areas, I suggest you cut it. So you can get a better view of what's going on. That's the thing. It's there. There's a lot of stuff I that I think they did awesome on. There's other stuff that I believe needs to get adjusted, needs to get fixed, and definitely um, should for sure get remedied. Um, you got like I said between. The group that you got, you know, the owner, Brandon Fugel, you have Travis S. Taylor as one of the scientists, Eric Bard is really one of the main guys uh, in charge of the investigation, uh, Thomas Winterton, who's the superintendent, but he knows the area, I'm sure, really good, uh, Jim Sigali, another scientist, knows what he's doing, um, Jim Morris, who's that? I, I believe he's the manager of the whole ranch. Brian Arnold, head of security, uh, to do Caleb again. Um, another security guy, and you could tell he knows. He definitely knows what he's doing. Um, but I would just really for for areas that you don't need. Make sure the grass is cut low so you can see what's going on. You can see if there's predators coming in or going. Get cameras out there so if, if you don't have them out there already. Even I would suggest getting some thermal cameras out there or infrared uh, so you can actually get a legit uh, body read on what's going on. So you can, you can definitely see them. So the grass shouldn't even be able to hide them. But my opinion, Skinwalker Ranch is definitely a great show. And I just even without the show, it's just a fascinating subject. I mean, there's so many people uh, from, from what I hear, I think on a, on a podcast I listened to, and I can't remember which one it was. There's somebody that bought land out there. And, uh, has has their own issues out there, their own weird happenings between the UFOs, uh, which you, you've seen definitely out on the Skinwalker Ranch. You also have the, that weird ray 
that shot down. And again, I believe, I, I believe Thomas and uh, Brandon Travis were all hit with that. I don't think they realized it because they were too focused on the rain. It just came across very quickly. And they probably weren't 100% sure what that was. But shortly after, I'm telling you, Tom, that's when Thomas got hurt. So I, I believe 100% that is a part of it. If I was on the team, I would definitely recommend just looking at that footage all over again, uh, double-checking it, seeing if there's anything else you see. Like I said, when you, when you launch that first rocket, it shot up. It looked like it hit something and ricocheted off of it. But what could that be? Because it was... There was, there was nothing up there. It was a clear sky, right? Just a little tiny bit cloudy, nothing crazy. But if you take a closer look at that footage, that rocket shoots up, looks like it hits something, ricochets off, and goes back down. I mean, just look at the other two rockets that you sent afterwards. It shot up. And the way it came down, I mean, even before the parachute came out both times, it was just on a, on a complete different path. You could tell that it was more of a ricochet, that it went down. And, you know, that's, of course, it, it got broke right away. So that's why the parachute didn't pop out on the first one. It wasn't because it was a parachute failure. It was because it, the very part where the parachute gets out, everything broke. And it just, it just came down pretty much in two pieces. All attached. But I definitely highly recommend it. I really hope they do a season two um, and find out some more information. I'm very interested in... Uh, that the homestead two, which was built in the eighteen, was it eighteen hundreds or nineteen hundreds? Uh, very interested in that and what they got going on there. And then you got homestead one, which I'm not sure when it was built. I would like to know when that was built because it had that little, um, had a little concrete room that was uh. That had no way to get in. Which Travis and Thomas checked it out. Thomas cut a hole in it. They put a camera in there. Uh, they thought it was airtight. But if you actually, if you look, number one, if you look at that footage, you see like uh, look like a dead mouse. So if a mouse can get in there, then it's definitely not an airtight room. Two, if you look at that footage closely enough. You can see what looks like to be a quarter in there as well. So, I mean, it's it's definitely interesting. It, it's weird uh, that somebody built a room and they decided, hey, we're just going to close it off. So, I would like to know what what the reason in uh, reason is behind that. They went further in. Tested out, made sure, you know, because of hearing noises and whatnot, bumping, slamming, walking around, all that, um, came out 
pretty good. So I definitely recommend watching it. <clears throat> it's by far one of the better shows out there. Uh, tomorrow we are going to be talking about Bigfoot, Sasquatch, whatever you want to call them. And yes, uh, I wanted to go out this past weekend and check out a spot that's known for Bigfoot. Unfortunately, the shot between the shot of my back and the pain I had on my jaw, it put me out. I wasn't expecting this shot of my back to put me out at all. I figured, you know, shot in the back Thursday, Friday, I'm back at it. I'm good to go again, hopefully working and whatnot. Um, but that being said, unfortunately, did not happen. I will be working on uh, the Patreon a little tonight, trying to get some stuff up on there so that you have some content and we could get some subscribers and uh, at the very least, hopefully that will cover the Podbean uh, subscription so I could keep this podcast up and running and hopefully, you know, keep on building a listener base. And I really hope you all enjoy the show. We're going to keep trying, trying uh, more and more to improve and get better. And if anybody has a story out there that you want to share, whether it's cryptid, paranormal, UFO, aliens, anything like that, please feel free. Uh, if you don't want to talk about it live on the air, that's fine. We could sit back, talk about it right on uh, just me and you. I'll edit out parts and you don't have to mention your name or anything like that. But if you have a story and you want to share it, be my guest. Just hit us up at Monster Investigators of America at gmail.com. I am working on another email. Uh, and once I do, I'll make sure I send you. I'll definitely let everybody know. I'll put the link in. So if you want to get a hold of us, you want to talk to us, you want to share your story, be my guest. Um, also, if you want, please give us a follow. You can hit us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, Monster Investigators of America. So definitely hit us up, give us a follow. And Tony, what's going on? Thanks for joining. Um, but again, hit us up, give us a follow, Monster Investigators of America. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So again, tomorrow's episode is going to be about Bigfoot. There's a sighting I want to check out. I just want to look into, see if the uh, reports check out. I mean, if the, even if they don't, I'm going to talk about it tomorrow. But I'm kind of interested in looking into it right now and seeing what's going on. And again, I'm going to be putting some content on the Patreon as well. So hopefully we could get some subscribers uh, once I get that up and going. I just want to build some more content on there. I am going to have the Sasquatch or Bigfoot, whatever you want to call it, Bigfoot knuckle print that I have, the picture that I took up on there. It's only going to be on the Patreon site right now. And that's the one that I sent to Bobo from Finding Bigfoot. And he sent it to some experts and it came back for sure. 
it was definitely uh bigfoot knuckle prints so very cool um definitely looking forward to talk about talking about that as well that's going to be one of our patreon episodes i'm even going to see if maybe bobo got some time and he could talk about how he went through the process or or how the experts went through the process and saying you know if they believe that was a bigfoot knuckle prints or not which I, I mean, deep down, of course, when I took the picture, I thought it was, it was just a crazy thing to see, you know, first thing in the morning when you're getting ready to set everything up and you look at your window and you're like, what the hell is that big greasy spot on my window? And then you take a closer look at it and you're like, what the hell is that? Um, because you could definitely tell for me, I knew it was knuckles right away. The thing is, I'm roughly about 202 pounds, 5'10", and the size of this knuckle print was uh, twice the size of mine with no problem. So it was a huge hand. And unfortunately, I was iffy about it, so I didn't send it right away. But uh, we'll talk more about that on, the, on that particular episode. It's going to be on the Patreon again. Um, so unfortunately that is it. That's all till next time, everybody take care and don't forget if you see somebody, a little old lady that needs help crossing the road, give her a hand. Or if you see the elf on the shelf, that needs a hand reaching that top shelf at the store, please go ahead, help out. Nothing wrong with giving each other a little extra hand every now and then. So until next time, everybody take care. See you on that flip side.